Who doesn't love a payday? Am I right? Well, listen, life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so your payday shouldn't either. And with Earn In, it doesn't have to. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period, so you don't have to wait until your next check comes through. All you do is download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This app would have been a game changer for me in college when rent was due or I wanted to go out with friends. I felt like I was always waiting for my next check to drop, so this would have been a game changer. EarnIn has over 3.5 million customers and countless reviews about how the app gives customers financial peace of mind, which is really awesome. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in couple things under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Couple things under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. And so we, we wonder why so many people are crashing and burning as they're striving and chasing all these things. I'm like, no, you got to surrender. You have to slow down. You have to lower the volume of life. You have to lower the intensity and just, that's, that's where the, the healing and the health is going to start coming in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have Carlos and Heather Whitaker. Wow, what a treat this was. So I first came across Carlos, unofficially met him, uh, when I started going to church here in Nashville like 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. This was our first conversation, though. This guy's big time, and uh, it was a real treat to sit down with him and his wife, Heather. So they have won a People's Choice Award. Yes. For the most viral video. Yes, of which, their family, which is hysterical. It is pretty great. We'll link that down below. Uh, but Carlos has written three books. First was Inner, Inner Wild. Second was Kill the Spider. And the third was Moment Maker. And Carlos is all about being a hope dealer, as he calls it. So we talk about a lot of things, uh, including his struggle with addictions mm-hmm. on a number of different things and how he was kind of unsettled in life despite experiencing all of his hopes and dreams and and realizing those. We actually have a really interesting conversation about that we could relate to about how sometimes when you're seeking your dream and you're on your path to your dream, you lose sight of the most important things and sometimes realize that that dream means sacrificing too much and you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, Are you referring to my NFL career? Is that it? Or no. your career? Which what? All of it. I think we can all relate. Yeah. Sometimes it is easy to get wrapped up in trying to gather accolades or awards or money, whatever it is. And uh, as Sean said, you kind of lose sight of, oh, what actually matters to me and what's important in my life? So that's just a friendly reminder. Uh, both Sean and I have experienced that. Me and trying to just ruthlessly achieve my goal of playing in the NFL took me five years. Mm -hmm. And in that process, fortunately, I was actually able to flush through what was important and what wasn't. And uh, by the time my career ended, I feel like I was at a better place than before as far as far as knowing what my priorities were. So and I would say the same for me when I tried to make the 2012 Olympic team, I was going against everything in my soul that told me this was wrong. Mm -hmm. And It wasn't until I quit and pursued something completely different that I was actually 
happy and on the right path. It's weird how a lot of those decisions, like you quitting gymnastics, make zero sense yeah. to the outside outsider's perspective. But anyway, um, we will link information on Carlos and his wife, Heather, down below. They're a super interesting couple. Heather loves to uh, do farming. And so that's what our Instagram is about. But she has been the rock in that relationship. And they talk about their two daughters and adopted son, uh, Losaya, as well. Anyway, fantastic couple. We're super appreciative that they joined us. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show and give it a rating. We are honored to actually be submitted and nominated for a People's Choice Award ourselves. And so the voting for that ends soon. Uh, we're going up against people like Dax Shepard. Um, Conan O'Brien. Like the Caller <laughs> yeah. Daddy podcast, Emma, Emma Chamberlain. So I think it would actually be really cool if this podcast won because our community is fantastic and the comments that we see, the interaction we see, I feel like really makes a difference and isn't the you know stereotypical... Clickbait. Yeah. Clickbait, profanity, yeah. vulgarity that is so easily spread, but it's really kind of about uh, encouraging and supporting family. So if you're about that, then we'll also link the, the voting link down below. So that's all we got. Without further ado. Carlos and Heather Whitaker. Carlos and Heather, it's a true pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks, thanks for, for having us, us yeah. on a couple things. What a fun day. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate that. I, Carlos, if you wouldn't mind just starting by saying your full name, that would be great. My full name, my full name is this is, and this is what my mom would call me when I was in trouble as a kid. <laughs> Carlos Enrique Whitaker Guzman Um So that, that that's it right there. That, that's the full thing. Uh, you always count. Do you do that, like to remember? Like, yeah. Well, no. I, I, yeah, I want to make sure that. I, yeah, God was going to go to give us my smoke about, and it's six. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, Whitaker, too. Yeah. Seven. No, Whitaker's in there, baby. God knows going to go to But I just say it. I say it like a Latino. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Heather, and then just to balance the scale, you can say your full name, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Heather Rachel Whitaker. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Not as exciting. <laughs> not as exciting. Sorry. Oh, sorry. What, what, uh, what just happened? I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's fun to be speaking with you guys. Carlos, I know we have a bunch of mutual friends. I've been going to Crosspoint Church for the past 11 years in Nashville, and we were just wow. talking about, I feel like I'm so familiar with you jumping around on stage leading mm -hmm. worship that, like, yes. here, we're yes. finally having a conversation. So this is fun. I know. I know that that was that you, you know, like the, um, the old iteration of Carlos, like the worship yes. leader iteration of Carlos. Like I would say that most people now don't even, that, no that follow me have no clue I even ever did music. And so right now their, their minds are being blown. Like, wait a second, what you sang? So yeah. I actually quick. forget the other day, our daughter was playing, it was probably last year, but our daughter is playing a guitar and she couldn't get something, you know, the right rhythm. And mm -hmm. he's like, Oh, let me show you. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot you actually used to make money doing that. <laughs> yeah. Did you try to forget? Was was it because the quality wasn't good? You're trying yeah, to force yeah, that yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. memory no, or you no. just haven't done it in so long that yeah, it I'm was kidding. just like, wow. Oh, I well, she says make money. I didn't make a lot of money doing that, it. We, we were true. pretty pretty broke. That is true. So uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but definitely yeah. enough to keep the water on. <laughs> Great. Can you talk about that a little bit though? Because we were reading within your bio that you basically had a massive career shift within your marriage of yeah. you moved to Nashville for music mm. and then very yeah. quickly said, actually, I don't want to do that. I want to do yeah. something completely different. Uh, yeah. You know, and it, it actually, um, there were, there were a lot of iterations in our marriage, a lot of conversations that we had that, that led to what I'm doing now. Yeah. I, we came, came to Nashville 2010, signed a record deal with integrity music, went on the road with newsboys and 
John Mark McMillan and, you know, did, did the, I mean, I was out there, man. I was doing it. I was grinding mm -hmm. and I was miserable. Like I was mm -hmm. miserable. And, you know, it's so funny. People come to Nashville to become make rock it. stars, right. And to make it. And I realized really quickly that, that that's not what I wanted to do. And it was Heather that, that constantly said, cause before, before I was like a signed recording artist, I was a worship pastor um, at, at, at a church for a long time, but I had this blog now for your listeners, or maybe you guys that, uh, that aren't old enough to remember what <laughs> the internet was like before social media, yeah. we, we had these things called blogs and I would write on it every day. And I had like thousands of readers every day. And Heather would always tell me, babe, like, you're just, you're a lot better word writer than you well, are like songwriter. Stage, like mm -hmm. in the moment, the people would connect with Carlos because he would actually talk to them. Like within mm. the worship set, he would actually like engage with them and, and explain worship. And those moments were where people connected and he would always get compliments and like, wow, I really, you know, and that was like, mm -hmm. that's what he does now outside of yeah. the music part. Yeah. So, so it definitely was, people were not being affected by my melodies, but were definitely <laughs> being affected by, by what I would say between the melodies. And I started thinking, well, I wonder if th this could be a, a thing. And so I, I wrote my first book, still kind of one foot in worship leading, one for, foot in speaking in 2014. Uh, but then once I started speaking, I realized, okay, no, this is actually, yeah. this is the thing. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it, you know, ever since. And, you know, it's definitely was the right career choice. So, well, Carlos, if there's one thing I know about you is that your enthusiasm is unmatched. So I don't know. I, I'd actually, Heather, I'm curious to get a peek behind the curtain from your perspective during that time where Carlos was pursuing this dream and I'm sure you're making sacrifices to help him pursue that dream sure. but watching him do that mm -hmm. and not enjoy it I feel yeah. like there's some unique struggles to that where it's like you know hey I'm making these sacrifices and it's you're not even appreciating it like to, to some <laughs> right. extent right yeah it was it was quite the um season of our life because because I think we're searching for like meaning and validation and like Identity. our identity right and so he <laughs> was thinking that his identity was becoming this signed artist and yet that wasn't fulfilling it so mm. you know and i think you see so many people you know we have so many stories of hearing famous people searching and you're like wait i thought if you made it you're mm -hmm. you're satisfied and mm. he just wasn't satisfied and so it was such a it was such a hard place to be like oh but i'm drowning here at home mm -hmm. And you're still, you know, searching this thing. And, and there is a season where you do have to allow a spouse to, or a child, it, people in relationship, when you see them going away that you're like, oh, you're just chasing something. You're mm -hmm. actually not finding that, that who you are yeah. place. Um, you let just have them. to, yeah, you just kind of have to let them. And, you know, and it was a hard, a hard season of letting him. Um, but ultimately, you know, God was kind and and walked him step by step through mm. finding actually true, true freedom, which was what he was searching for all yeah. along. So, yeah. I am curious though, within that, um, Andrew and I have gone through that as well with football, with like transitions that we've made. There's always an interesting time within your marriage though, where Heather, you're seeing that he's not happy. Mm. And yeah. did that realization come at the same time for you guys? Or was it kind of this, um, balancing act of how do, how do I get across to him that this might not be it, even though it is his dream at the time or in Carlos, did you realize it before she did? How did that conversation ever be brought, like get brought up? 
in all of our questions that ever who doesn't love a payday am i right well listen life doesn't happen bi-weekly so your payday shouldn't either and with earn in it doesn't have to earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to a hundred dollars per day or up to 750 dollars per pay period so you don't have to wait until your next check comes through all you do is download the earn in app and verify your paycheck then you access up to a hundred dollars a day as you work any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. This app would have been a game changer for me in college when rent was due or I wanted to go out with friends. I felt like I was always waiting for my next check to drop, so this would have been a game changer. EarnIn has over 3.5 million customers and countless reviews about how the app gives customers financial peace of mind, which is really awesome. Download EarnIn today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in couple things under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Couple things under podcast. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC have been asked of us. That's never been yeah, asked. I so love that's this such question. a great question. What a good question. Yeah. Let's yes. go, babe. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's, it's so interesting because we got married so young, like, and we really grew up together. And now looking back, like, I wish I had the knowledge and the wisdom and the vocabulary even to understand some of the places that we were walking in and what was happening in those moments. But we didn't, we just didn't have that knowledge you know and some of it is you know just in this psychology realm some of it is in the spiritual realm some of it is just in the life you know having more birthdays underneath our belt type of um space so i think for us like do you remember like we literally were back then well i'm trying to think of like like 2010 Okay. Like coming to mm -hmm. Nashville. Coming to Nashville. Like i was as unhealthy right. of a human being mm -hmm. as i've ever been chasing. so it's kind of like a, a combination of it so it's hard to like separate your question to his yeah but, uh, but I, I mean to answer your question for me like i i i was so miserable like literally so miserable but there there was this thought in my head if i could just get to this point, right? If I could mm. just get there, then then that's mm. gonna give it to me, right? Then oh, then I'm gonna I'm gonna have it, and then if I just have a manager, and then if yeah. I just get on a tour where I'm Dang. like not the opening guy, but the second guy, then I promise, babe, and I promise, kids, like daddy's gonna be healthy again, and I'm 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 and we're gonna get there, and then I got there. Oh no no, get, if I just get, and then so I was in this cycle of being miserable, yet thinking that when I got somewhere, the next thing, right, was going to be the thing that gave it to me. And she's sitting there. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, do you remember, now you get to look back, but yeah. do you remember being miserable? Yes. I remember saying to, to, to friends at the time, like, I hate life. Okay. Like, like, I, I remember, I like, remember like, that. well, I've never said that to you. Right. <laughs> right? Um, but, um, but, but yeah, like, like in those, in that season of, of seeing my wife miserable because of decisions I was making to medicate mm. my identity crisis, mm -hmm. right? So like I have an identity crisis, I go and I medicate with alcohol or porn or whatever it is. Then mm -hmm. I'm medicating, which is wounding her, which is having her to medicate in some way. And it's just this cyclical pattern of, of unhealth and not, not realizing that freedom was actually so close yeah. 
we just we we were just staring in the wrong direction, you know. So. In in the moment, I know this is hard because it's in two. You were saying in two thousand ten. In the moment, though, since you were chasing your dream, I feel like this is probably a mistake we all make. Did you think that that's what you needed to go through in order to succeed? Did like while you're struggling, while you're miserable, while you're medicating, were you thinking, yeah. oh, this is what it takes? Oh yeah, I I mean, there's there's I think this um, this glorified version of suffering that people um, have have created. That oh you know what yeah you're all everyone's gonna have a rough season of marriage you hear people say stuff like that all the time oh you know the teenage when your kids are teenagers it's just gonna be horrible it's gonna be miserable and we're speaking this stuff into I think into existence when the truth is it doesn't ha- right everybody doesn't have to have a miserable season of marriage you don't have to have a miserable season of parenting and and mm. you know I think now I look back and I just think man like if if I just would have had like a, a healthy leader, somebody that was mm-hmm. like one, one step ahead of me, just with me, mentoring me. Like if I would have just, I, I would have been, I would have paid millions of dollars for that, that I didn't have because we, we went through a season because we didn't have leadership around us. We didn't have people that we were submitted to underneath uh, really in a church structure, even that were guiding us, I think in a direction that we needed to go. And so now that we're, you know, in a healthy space like that, you know, it's just like, oh, if we would have just had this then, you know, so I don't, I don't think everyone has to go through that when you're chasing your dreams. Yes, it's going to be hard and we're all going to have hard seasons and yeah, you got to, you have to work, you have to, you have to push through things, but there's a difference between like struggling and like sin. Yeah. 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 I think, I think sometimes like say there's conflict between Sean and I, it's like, I'll maybe it's like a coping mechanism or uh yeah, comforting thing where I'll be like, you know what, this marriage is tough. And everyone, mm-hmm. like I do maybe just tell sure. myself, hey, this is normal. And there's something nice about knowing that my parents yeah. went through this as well as probably every other, you know, married couple. But yeah. this is, it's an interesting um, dynamic between you two. Cause Heather, it seems like to, for lack of a better term, you're, you know, kind of the, actually the, the analogy that we've been sh- uh, told before is like a, there's a kite and there's a kite holder in a, in a relationship <laughs> yeah. where like one person yeah. is kind of like the, the foundation or like the rock and the other person is yeah. pursuing whatever and ambitions. we've been taught that that switches. It can switch daily or it can switch through phases of life. Yeah. yeah. But Carlos, you, you, you know, you've been mm-hmm. the kite through these phases that we've heard about and, and Heather, you've been kind of the steady rock, but gosh, Carlos, you talking about, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just was going to say, I think, you know, I, I think, that is, I mean, I am more steady and he is more, um, more of a kite. Um, but I even think of a kite on a windy day and that's exactly what I look like. Just like, (laughs) 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 but but on the other side of that, like, you know, I think my medicator Uh, behaviors are like throwing dinner parties. So that people feel loved so that I can make sure that they, you know, um, so that I have that identity in, Mm -hmm. in people knowing, loving, you know, me. Mm -hmm. And so it's not, and, and I do that out of a unhealthy space versus just like, Hey, I want to throw a dinner party. Right. So like, or even having a birthday party look a certain way, or, you know, just my house designed in a certain way, those type of things can also look as like Pinterest can look really pretty. And yet that can also be just as much as a sin as porn, you know? So I think Mm -hmm. you have to understand 
where your root is, like where you're coming from and why in certain situations, mm. you know, cause it may look like I'm more of a solid rock, which yes, I am. Um, but, but it's just, you know, it could also look yeah. like yeah. not be. And also I've been trying to do a better job at this myself, understanding that the different, like a rock is not better than the mm -hmm. kite. Like there's, totally. there's pros and cons totally. to both. Yeah. And, and like yeah. in this situation, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of the sign of a, maybe like a healthy dynamic yeah. there, but well, yeah, yeah, you have, you, you balance each other out in whatever totally. phase of life yeah. you're in and yeah. through that phase of life. I, I, well, two things I want to go to, you both have used the term medicator yep. and medicating. How did you come across that? And how do you now use that? Because I like, I like how you guys are using that in the context of your, your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wrote a book in 2017 called kill the spider. And, and I, th the book is, it's really simple, right? A spider is an agreement you've made with the lie and a cobweb is a medicating behavior that brings comfort to the lie. So the problem in most people's lives in America or the world is they focus on the cobwebs. They clean the cobwebs, um, alcohol, drugs, porn affairs, um, uh, throwing dinner parties, hustling, workaholism. Those are all medicators. Those are all things that are bringing you, um, making you feel better about a lie that you believe. So the lie is a spider. You got to kill the spider, not clean the cobwebs. And so we, we use the word medicator a lot because it's just a simple way for people to think, oh, well, what is the thing I'm using to medicate the lie I believe, right? And so the 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 medicators aren't the problems. The, the, the porn's not the problem. The alcohol's not the problem. The affairs aren't the problem. The dinner parties aren't the problem. That those things are simply things that are making you feel better about a lie that you believe. So when you break the agreement with the lie, you're free. You don't clean the, don't worry about the medicators, break the agreement with the lie, find the lie, find the lie. And so we use that term a lot, you know, medicator, because that we, we, we try to help people very quickly get past. Actually, that's not the problem. But like, I know that because you feel like that's the problem. spend their whole life focusing oh. on the, yeah. the actual behavior yeah. when it's actually, okay, but why? Yeah. why? Mm -hmm. Yes, I understand that you may need to put some boundaries in place, you know, just kind of in life. But the reality is you're doing this for a certain reason and you have to look beyond yeah. that outer shell. Yeah. Have you guys been able to help each other kill the other person's spider? <laughs> yeah, I mean, de definitely we've, you know, when, when it left... Yeah, I would say 2017, Kill the Spider came out. I was really, uh, it was really, I think, a good tool helping people find their spiders. Um, and and I gave one or two ways to kill it, even though the book was called Kill the Spider. Probably was, wouldn't have sell as many if it was called Find the Spider. Um, <laughs> you know, but but then you know, I, after after that, when I would say from 2018 to now, we have definitely been in spider killing season yeah. and and killing mode. And where now, it, I mean that. Heather like serves on our, our church's inner healing ministry team at our church. And so like, I mean, that, that's basically her whole job at church is to pray for two hours at a time with people, helping people find their, yeah. their, their wound and to, and to, and to find that lie and to, to break the agreement with the lie. And so now we're definitely in this space of like, we are like, even with our kids, our and kids, each and other, this, yeah. even our kids say to us, like, uh, actually dad, I think that's a cobweb, right? I mean, it's just, mm. it's like language in our house now. And so it's pretty cool. At what point are you like, Hey, I'm not qualified to help you kill this spider. And we need, we need some outside help. Like, is there oh, a for sure. signal for that? Or well, when and do you I know? Think 
Well, I think there was, um, I don't even, I don't know time, but there was a season where there was stuff kind of like patterns that I was beginning to see in Carlos. That I was like, oh, there's something like, even he has like, and what would you call it? Like, uh, you could help, say a thousand uh, things right now. Right. I don't know. What you're <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like health anxiety. Oh, health and anxiety. So like, sometimes like we'll be, and he'll be like, gosh, my cough just hasn't gone away, you know? And, and I can see in his mind, he's starting to like entertain different things. Right. Uh-huh. So entertain <laughs> different <laughs> ideas. And so, you know, like I will, and those places like, Hey, like watch what you're saying. Like, don't make any agreements. Don't, you know, like be careful. And I'll like kind of call that out. But then there are other times that I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like, because I, what I believe, I believe God's really kind. And I believe that he, like our life is kind of like an onion. So he takes us layer by layer. Mm-hmm. What, what place we can go to. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and so he's going to continue until eternity, get us more and more healing. We're never going to be complete. Right. So there's always going to be layers. There's always going to be places where we as humans need to actually forgive somebody, you know, confess something, whatever that healing place he's going to draw us on or to. And so I think there are times that we may come up and he may have revealed something to us. That's like, Ooh, wow. I don't even remember my dad saying that at that time, but I had this picture I had a dream and it reminded me of this time that blah 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 you know like in your past and those are the places that it's so easy um and important I think to go to outside help like we can talk about it and yes we have the tools and the ability and in our faith like the uh, the faith um the God who doesn't need you know a counselor Mm -hmm. to help him right (laughs) and but yet there are things that are just great to have other people's perspective, other people's eyes on it. That's why when he was saying like, there's the prayer team that I'm on, like, it's so easy. I'm not in somebody else's fog. So it is so easy for me to hear things that they're saying, even in just conversation, like, so what brought you in today? And I could hear all these lies in their, in their sentence. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that they're saying these lies or saying things about, you know, like, oh, I just, I'm all alone, you know, like, they don't hear that they're saying those things. And I just pick up on it because it's not my narrative. And so Mm. going for outside help for like those type of things, it's just so it is valuable. You know, Mm. I think um, we, I mean, we've done hours and hours and hours of counseling in our lives, um, which is, has been so great. And especially in like the, the emergency spaces, you know, like, what do we do right now? Those counselors have been life to us, but our true healing has come through different types of prayer and different type of encounters with, um, with trained people. I wouldn't really call. Are you looking for a short educational and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out mysteries about true histories by Starglow Media. It's so so cute. I listened to a few episodes and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted and the Netflix show Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning 
really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And professionals, because they're just, you know, normal they're, they're lay professional people. Prayers. <laughs> professional prayers. But that's really where our freedom yeah. and can't, has come from. So, um, you know, mm. still yeah. outside help. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Yeah. Um, I mean, Heather was 18. She was uh, working as a snowboard, a snowboard bunny on a mountain. Uh, she wasn't funny, but I thought she, I said she was snowboard. She, she was uh, like, the, she, she lived on the mountain, like snowboarding every day. She was working a chairlift, me and some buddies. Um, we weren't snowboarders. We were, we, we were in California at the time. We weren't skiers or snowboarders at the time. So we'd like put on my seventh grade ski bib and a couple of my buddy friends went up on a mountain and uh, in central California. And there was this cute girl working the chairlift and we started flirting with her and she would flirt with my two friends and not me and whatever. Never thought I'd see her again. And then, uh, yeah, and then we ended up, um, I ended up seeing her a couple weeks later. This is in Fresno, California, um, like at, at the community college and then at church. And I kept seeing the snowboard girl all around town. And I kept, uh, I, at, I at the time, like, him. I don't know if I was paging my friends. I don't know what, what devices we were <laughs> communicating on. But I was like, dude, the snowboard chick goes to church. The snowboard chick. And I kept seeing her all over the place. Long story short, a, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to go have coffee with my girlfriend, but we're kind of, we, she wants to bring a friend and I'm going to bring a friend. I was like, cool. So he brought me and then his girlfriend brought Heather and I show up and I was like, holy crap, you're the chick, the snowboard chick. I and remember it, like we were, it was like some coffee shop. And I remember like looking at the menu, you know, and he's like, oh, and I saw you at Sierra Summit. And then I saw you at, and he starts listening oh, to all gosh. the places that he's seen yeah. me. I was like, oh, okay. We, yeah, she's yeah. like stalker. Weird. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but then we, uh, then I never, I tried to impress her. I didn't impress her. Then a couple weeks later, I got a phone call asking for guitar lessons. And, uh, you know, I started, I taught her like three guitar chords and then next thing you know, we're making out. It was, it was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) So how long after was the dating process, the engagement, the the marriage? Yeah, we, we, uh, we dated three years, right? Three years. What? I mean, again, she was 18. Yeah. Um, when, when I met her, but, um, Moved down to Southern California from Central California yeah. to go to California Baptist University, uh, and then dated there. And then I started I started a church there called Sandals Church. Um, were we married before that? No, we weren't. No, no. Um, and then yeah, and then we so we did it for three years. Got married. I was on staff at a church. church. Right. Oh, that's right. It it was it, <laughs> yeah. it was started there. I started working there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then we had all our kids there. Yeah. Um. We adopted our son Losiah yeah. while we were there. Thought we'd be there forever in Southern yeah. California, and then uh made the move to Atlanta, Georgia, for a few years. Worked at North Point with Andy Stanley for a couple of years, and then you know I've been in Nashville, been in Nashville ever since 2010. Heather, that's a that's a wide departure from uh, being a lifty at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's still like my heart. Uh, I know. Listen, don't bring it up. She'll start crying right now. Like I took her from the mountain. It's so bizarre that my life shifted (laughs) like that. Cause I literally could have, I I could see, you know, my little two year olds on skis before they were even walking. And yet, I've I've ruined, I've ruined her her dreams. Her children can't even ski. So, you know, we live in Nashville. Jeez. Although we did go for the first time, my brother's an instructor at squat and he, 
last year during COVID was kind of, you know, a little more free. And so we took the family and my kids thought I was the coolest. It was so fun because <laughs> I've never seen them think that I was actually cool. Because Heather's like amazing. She's and they were cool. like, mom, you are <laughs> so cool. I was like, oh, thanks. That's awesome. Tell us about the adoption process for you. So I know you have two girls, Sahaley, so Sohaila and Sienna. Uh -huh. Sienna. Sorry, we, we named them hard names. I yeah. love it. Don't feel bad if you can't. <laughs> so um, our oldest is Sohaila, our middle is Sayana, and then Losiah. So we have a 19, 18, and 15-year-old. Yep. So one, how did the conversation get brought up? Yeah. And then two, what was the process like for you? Sure. Um, we... Obviously, I mean, Losiah is 15, so it has been a hot minute since um, that conversation happened, but this will actually give you the timing away is it began with Oprah and she used to be on every day at three and would have a show, um, which some people don't even know anymore, yeah. but we <laughs> were watching Oprah and she did a, a show uh, where she went to Africa. And within that whole show, there was a segment about a mom who is raising children um, in Africa who have been raped. And specifically, um, there is a myth or was, I don't know, this was, you know, 17 years ago, there's a, there was a myth, maybe still is that if you have sex with a virgin, you'll be cured of AIDS. And so these oh my gosh. babies were being raped, um, because they, you know, were trying to, men were trying to be cured yeah, of, of AIDS. And so obviously when that trauma happens, you know, part of their soul and spirit are crushed. And so this mom just really felt, um, the need and desire to, raise these babies so she had a house on that and so that just was like oh i would love to do that after after i raise up my kids have some sort of situation like that so that kind of began the conversation and then um oprah again had a segment <laughs> um with lisa ling and she went to china and and kind of exposed the crisis that china was having with um uh females little girls being dropped off everywhere just because they had at the time the one child um rule and so you know boys were more valuable so baby girls were being dropped off and there was just an explosion in orphanages and all that stuff so carlos was like china i want a little girl from china so we kind of were like well let's look into it so we looked into it and i was not old enough at the time you had to be 30 for um china africa mm -hmm. which was the country that i was kind of uh drawn to it, there really was not, it's so funny to say this because now it's so big, but like yeah. there weren't any, unless you went private, which we were two broke kids, you know, a pastor, like we didn't have lawyers or anything like that to understand how to do a private adoption. There weren't organizations over there where you could adopt from Africa. So it kind of began with, let's find, we found an organization that recommended, again, also it's so funny. Cause like the internet was scary. Like we didn't know what to trust. It was kind of yeah. new, mm -hmm. like, you know, like we didn't know, we didn't know much about it. So we found a local artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman who had adopted and he had, um, we trusted him and he had an organization, um, that shared different, uh, adoption agencies. And so we kind of went through each one and literally only one matched us like with where we wanted to adopt from and so it literally like one door opened one country opened one sex opened so it ended up us being um 
South Africa, I uh, know South Africa, oh my gosh, it's South Korea and a little boy because Korea believes in mixed gender um, families. And since we had two biological girls already, they would only place us with a boy. And so that it was a two year process and yep. it just kind of was a quick, yeah. you know, easy. Oh, I mean, it wasn't easy financially. Like it was, right. it, was it was very, very expensive, you know, on a, on a worship pastor salary and a small church plant, like we, we did all the grants and, you know, fundraisers, fundraisers and did all the things. And we, we started with 61 cents in our <laughs> checking account when we started the process and, um, savings. yeah, in our savings account. And we, uh, there's probably only like 67 cents in our checking account too. So, um, but, uh, we, yeah, we ended up, uh, you know, adopting Losiah. We got matched with him. We went to uh -huh. the whole things on YouTube our, on our YouTube channel. Like when we went in 2007. It yeah. was, I think no, you, you 2006. 2006, I think YouTube was like six months old, but I, I created an account and I put all of our videos. There's like 10 hours of video. You can watch our whole thing. He's it's, so good at editing videos, but you can see where he started because yeah. these videos <laughs> yeah, are they're, so long. They're, they're so long, but, but I, it's fun to but go back and watch, fun, yeah. all the you know, details. and, and to see, but, um, yeah, you know, and a lot of people, you know, nowadays adoption is a big thing, right? Everyone talks about adoption, foster care, all these things. But it's, you know, I, I get a little nervous when it becomes glorified and when, when it becomes like this glamorous thing, because, you know, it is hard. Like adopting a child isn't for your social media account. Adopting a child isn't so that you feel like you're rescuing something like that's not not in any way, shape or form what it what it is. And unfortunately, I've seen even friends adopt um, maybe under the wrong pretense and have ended up, you know, with some very tough, tough, tough situations. Well, so clarify what, what you mean. Mm -hmm. Adopting isn't rescuing someone. Cause that's mm -hmm. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's what that, that's, I, I mm -hmm. think there's, there, there there's, a, you have to be careful. Um, you, you have to be careful between rescue and care, right? Mm -hmm. So, so like scripture tells us that true, true religion and true worship is to care for widows and orphans. Okay. Um, and, and, and I think that sometimes in evangelicalism and mm. evangelical America. And we, we create this saviorism that, that we somehow feel like we are the ones that are rushing in to rescue these poor little children that are, you know, and what I, I mean, I tell, I say it all the time, like my son has rescued me way more than I've rescued mm -hmm. him. You know, like, like I realized that I was actually in the need of this relationship even more than he was. And um, I just think we have to be careful because when we go charging in to rescue some poor orphan from a third world country, I'm telling you that that's not what happens. Like, like you're, you're, you're going to end up needing a lot more rescue on your side spiritually, because you've got to break soul ties. You've got to break generational curses. You got to, there's all sorts of things that are coming with a human being soul mm -hmm. that you are inviting in to get tied in with your soul. Right. And so like, I just say it all the time. Like it's not, you're not going in there like a superhero and rescuing some kid. And I would really, I would really say that like, we have walked with so many families and this is not like, if this is something that you know, and you're committed to, that's awesome. Like we are a product of it and we have an yeah. amazing son. Um, but I think the older the child is in the adoption process, you is more of the gauge that you have to have of i we are a healthy couple we yeah. are we are connected in a community we have the resources to go to counseling we have you know like specialized trauma special, counseling yes, because yeah. there's because kids are coming from abandonment often violence 
countries, often so many places. And those are those years that like, even though they say kids are resilient, yes. And our bodies are amazing to be able to kind of survive, but those traumas are still there. And if they're not dealt with, like it is, they, they come out in other ways, they come out in different Mm -hmm. ways. And so I encourage those who do Mm. feel called to adopt to kind of know what they're capable of. You're willing to say whatever happened, however, this baby comes out, it's mine. Right. And so that's, you Mm. have to have that same, that same thought. So this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship. I agree. And therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Wow. Well, kudos to you guys for going through it. And, yeah. and making it happen. Carlos, I can't stop thinking about your statement on chasing something. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have uh, to stop to stop chasing? Because I was resonating with it from my football career. I was like, yeah. when I was a kid, all I wanted was to play Division One football. Yeah. That was it. Then I got a Division One scholarship, and then, and I started, I started a couple games. And I was like, oh, well, wouldn't it be fun to? to maybe get an NFL tryout. And then I got some NFL tryouts and I was like, I would love to sign with the team. Then I signed with seven teams. I was like, I just want to play in a game. How do you stop that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that freedom from that isn't found in striving, which is what you and I are really good at doing. It's found in surrender. And so there's just a big difference between, between striving and surrendering. And it is a, a daily process of surrendering for me. Like it, it is, you know, and a lot of, a lot of it is, is in, in the amount of birthdays and years that you get where you realize, guess what, you know, you know, all the, the, the starting for NFL teams. I mean, right. Like how many, how many like NFL, like stars are like completely miserable, you know, in their lives, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you just see it, like, it's never ending. Like, like the thing that striving never ends, like it's got to be in surrender. So for me, it became, okay, how can I practice surrender every day? How can I practice rest every day? How can I practice slowing down every day? Because what, what happens inevitably is we speed up, 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 and then we crash. And I'm, I'm here to tell you like Jesus, the pace of his life was three miles an hour. That is how fast <laughs> Jesus Christ did ministry. Three miles an hour. He walked at three miles an hour. He walked everywhere he went. Nothing, nothing we do in 2021 is three miles an hour. And so we, we wonder why so many people are crashing and burning as they're striving and chasing all these things. I'm like, no, you got to surrender. You have to slow down. You have to lower the volume of life. You have to lower the intensity and just, that's, that's where the, the healing and the health is going to start coming in. But what's the balance between that and still, I feel like there can be godly ambitions, right? Like, oh, oh sure. right. So how do you balance I mean, that? What's the line? Well, I mean, here, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. You, you will know, I mean, everybody knows in their knower when, when they are chasing identity or chasing, 
um, or, or, or working hard or, or working hard, right? Like I work really hard. Like I, I've, I've spent 10 nights out of the last 60 in my own house. Why? Because I am out on air. I am speaking on stages. I am inspiring people. I am going, I'm going, but guess what? I make sure that after those 60 days, there's about three months that are coming up. I'm not doing anything but fishing. I'm not chasing a thing. I am, you know, and so there's a ebb and a flow. Working hard isn't the problem, but you got to remember that the scripture in James doesn't say every good and perfect gift comes from your hustle, but that, that's not what it says. Like it says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. And when we realize that it's, man, everybody's talented, everybody's gifted. Everyone in this town wants to be a songwriter. The, the, the person taking out the trash at the Starbucks down the street at Green Hills is probably a million times more talented of songwriter than any other songwriter in any other city in this country. And if they're placing all their identity in their hustle and their hard work, I'm telling you, you will crash every time. It's it's not sustainable. And so um, hard work is great, but you have to know that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Um, your skill set that you have, your athleticism that you have, right? If you're grateful and you give the glory to God as you run onto the football field, as you you know, people do whatever CrossFit workouts or whatever it is, like all that is great. But as long as we keep reflecting back the glory to God, instead of putting the glory on ourselves, that's when we start getting in trouble. So I'm curious for you, Carlos, you've been, you've had so many accomplishments. You've been on the today show, been on all the different TV channels. You've won a people's choice award. You've written three books. What are what are you most proud of, of what you've done? And then Heather, I'm curious from your perspective, because it might be a different answer. What are you most proud of him for accomplishing? I probably, I would probably say I'm most proud of the la my last book that I wrote. Um, because I, I want to say that I was as, as whole and healed of a person that I've ever been and healthy of a person that I've ever when I wrote that book, like, and, and I feel like it's the truest representation of what I want to be, uh, what I want to be going forward. And so, you know, that was a, that was a, that was a difficult book to write because it took a lot of, a lot of dealing with crap to get there. Right. And so mm -hmm. I finally, you know, got there. So, you know, I, I, I would probably say that was, that would be one of my, you know, accomplishments, accomplishments on this right. I would say though recently, maybe I could tack this on. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, just on social media, like I have, you know, my, I call them my Insta familia, um, has they, they've come together that they're, they're like this, this hungry, like they're hungry givers. All they want to do is like give, give, give. And so, you know, we've raised almost three quarters of a million dollars on Venmo and PayPal alone in the last six months, just for random strangers. So it just shows the power of like, you know, I'm, I'm, and people are blown away when this happens. Like I'm going to launch one this afternoon and I won't be surprised if in a few hours we raise $50,000 for this poor woman in, you know, that, that lost her husband and her baby in, um, in Maine. And I, I, like, I have the story set, I'm going to share it and my people are hungry to give. And so I'm, I'm really proud that I've, I've got this community of people that all vote differently, believe different things coming together to help other people heal. So that, that's kind of, that's kind of something I'm proud of. There was a guy who we were at a retreat and a retreat of influence. Yeah, good word. Influential Christians, right? And he was talking about having problems because he had a brain tumor and all these things um, and had surgery and just all the, the aftermath of it and all the problems and symptoms and stuff. And 
you know, in the middle, Carlos was like, well, let's just pray for you. And um, he did. And two days later, the guy called and was like, dude, after you prayed for me, like I've had zero symptoms. Like I even had ice cream. I haven't been able to have ice cream because it would trigger and blah, blah, blah um, in years. And I had ice cream, no problem. And even that was in June. And we texted him just this last week. We're like, Hey, just checking in on you. How are you doing? He goes totally symptom free. And he was so way down with all the things. And I'm just so proud of him when he steps into those places of just hearing God and saying, why aren't we praying for him? Why aren't we doing this right now as a community? And, um, and so those places where he sees the individual, where he just really connects, whether it's through prayer, encouragement, or challenging somebody, um, just kind of those unseen places are where I'm most proud. And then I want to go vice versa. Heather, what are you most proud of? And Carlos, what are you most proud of her for? Um, I just think, yeah, I I am most proud of um, being able to hear God's voice in prayer time and see and be able to communicate that to somebody and see a revelation come to them and healing come from them in that moment because of that situation. Um, There's just nothing that gives a better high. There's just nothing that um, like that take my life now, like those moments are seeing people free in those moments are just by far the best thing ever. Yeah. I, 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 I can confirm what she's saying. You know, I I think for so long it has been Carlos as the public, you know, figure like I I'm out there on stages, traveling, doing all the things. Uh, And then it's, and and then I don't know, probably four years ago, maybe this started five years ago. Um, I mean, Heather's the one that's, that's led me into be even being able to pray for healing for somebody and to see healing happen. Um, so I, I, I am most proud that Heather is, she has found her sweet spot. Um, and I, you know, it's funny the other night, our church was having a, um, uh, it, like inner healing prayer, um, prayer teaching, like teaching, like basically, and Heather's up there in her stool, you know, like there's all these people like with their notes and I'm, I, she's up there like teaching like people how to pray and how to like find freedom and how to help other people and to hear the voice of God. And, and I'm like, I'm making fun of me because I had my like my phone up in the back and I'm like recording her. Like and, a kidding, you know, your kindergartner yeah, is up on stage and yeah. he's like. <laughs> and I'm like recording her and my heart was just so full. I could almost cry right now because I, I'm just so proud. Like I'm, I'm literally walking next to like when she walks, you can hear her freaking armor clanging because she is just girded up with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, all the things. And so like, I'm just, uh, my heart overflows seeing her being able to minister at her full capacity. Um, and uh, I just couldn't be prouder. It is such, it may be the greatest experience in life when you realize your spouse or you see now we, we've seen this with our kids. Like I sit here and I'm like, I know that Sean is, xyz amazing in all these different ways and when she finally realizes that in whatever capacity or my kid does it's like it's so much fun it's like the best part of life to see them become what you know they were in the first place you know so good you're amazing is what i'm trying to say (laughs) you want to ask the okay so before we wrap we always have one question within your marriage and dating You've gone through a lot of ebbs and flows. If you were to give yourself or anyone out there one piece of advice, what would it be? Now, I think I 100% would say learn 
to hear the voice of God. That's Was that what you were going to say? I, I, uh, I well, sweet. That, that's our, that's our yeah. unified response. It is. I, I just gonna try to think of something because I don't like I don't know if their audience are yeah well I'm well but, so yeah I yeah I mean, I mean something non-Christian okay. but that would be our yeah I mean that mm-hmm. you know that that's just going to be it. I've got a lot of atheists that follow me and they yeah. know that that is the one thing that I say to do you know they can call it whatever they want they can call it their mm-hmm. chakra or what I don't know what they, but but I'm, I'm going to tell you that I call it Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and like when I'm in tune with Him then we've got this thing down when I'm not. Yeah we don't, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, just, just to learn to hear, learn to hear the voice of God. Okay. What are your Sorry. tips on that? Heather, maybe since you share the oh, same yeah. answer, you could, you could give tips on oh, yeah. how to get yeah, there. She, she gives some good tips. So hang on. No, uh, you have to quiet yourself. You, there's no way in our world, in our just constant noise. Like we go to the bathroom with, you know, I'm surprised we don't have an iPhone like (laughs) protector for the shower, right? Like there, Mm -hmm. we are always in a surrounding noise vortex thing. So you have to be able to silence yourself. And even if that's getting home from work and turning off your car and sitting there for one minute before you go inside, um, there's moments that, you know, instead when you're in a line, instead of getting on your phone, just be. Um, I think there is, um, things that you can do, like just ask God, do you love me? Like little things. And what does he say? If it's, if it's negative and you know, like dark, it's not God. So like you should be hearing, I love you. I see you. I'm for you. Um, and just start in those little places to be able to hear his voice. Um, but gosh, we just, we just, can't survive a day without um the details that god gives us and um and it is it is why our marriage now um is thriving and why it our family is healthy our kids are great um does that mean that we don't have life hiccups and bumps that come our way of course not but we as a family know that we're unified and we're going to battle it um with god's voice so i just think um god wants to talk to you i mean he brings the sun up every morning and changes the leaves colors. And he, you know, created you with a taste of food, like all those things like, God, thank you for this food. I love food. Oh my gosh, God, I love fall. Thank you for the leaves. All those things just begin to have a heart of praise and and thankfulness. Like it just, it'll change you. Yeah. I like that a lot. I, I have realized that when Sean and I are are beefing, Mm -hmm. it's usually because our perspective is like so zoned in on, me, 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 me. It's yeah, like yeah. you, you made me do these chores or you annoyed me like this. Cause you didn't put my sock, you didn't fold my socks up. Right. Like how I like them or, and then it's like when you actually step back and, and this is why I think like serving together when you're married or dating or whatever yeah. phase you're in is so helpful because it gets you out of that focus of yourself. And it's like, Oh yeah. Sure. Oh, there's a, there's a whole world out there that like I have yeah. a lot to be thankful for myself. And then also, like we're doing this thing together and it's just good in a lot of different ways, but so um, Heather, Carlos, thank you so much for joining us. If you're curious to, uh, to see more of these two, well, Carlos has written three books, moment maker, kill the spider, enter the wild. He also has a podcast called human hope, which I think your most recent episode featured your son, Lasaya. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can uh, learn more about their family there. And then are you comfortable sharing the church? name yeah publicly yeah yeah Yeah, no yeah we go to a church called the belonging co here in nashville 
Um, awesome. Love it. We, we love it. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't work there. I, I run camera three on, when I, on Sundays, <laughs> like you'll see me with my little camera hanging in front of me. So, uh, nice. yeah, we love, we, we've just, we've been there a number of years. We just love it there. Yeah. So. Cool. And we'll also link all that down below, but thank you so much for taking the time and I'm excited to, uh, to stay in touch. Yes. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.